Welcome to Fringe Element War Against the Spread, week number six edition. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. And I'm Stephen Lassen. You can follow me on Twitter at Athlon Stephen. You can also check out my YouTube page at All CFB365. We have seven games to pick this week, hopefully redeeming ourselves from last week because all 14 teams are in action and because we're in conference play now. Uh, this is about how many games we should get most weeks from here on out. We we have some explaining to do, Stephen, on the pod this week, so we will get to every single matchup, including what could be a funeral between Auburn and Georgia. So we'll get to all of that here coming up in just a minute. However, the War Against the Spread Fringe Element podcast every single Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, is, and of course on YouTube as well. Make sure you t- turn us on YouTube. Um, and I know, Stephen, you got the YouTube page as well. Tell everybody about your YouTube page there. All CFB365. There you go. Uh, we, of course, are brought to you by J.E. Dunn, a top 100 healthiest place to work in the United States. Um, listen, they want you to come work for them. They, you don't need experience in construction. They're a $5 billion company, but they care about the people that work with them. They care They care about you as much as you care about you. And most companies can't say that. J.E. Dunn can, Stephen. So if you and I are uh, kicked out of the point spread game picking business, which after last week, maybe we should quit. And we need to find employment. JEDunn.com is the website to go check it out. Lots of cool opportunities all across the Southeast in all the big markets, Charlotte, Tampa, Atlanta, Nashville. They got markets in in the Midwest where Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining. So uh, check out the company, JEDunn, Stephen. I was going to say that based upon our performance last week, if it's not better, after week six, I might be going to JEDunn.com because like you said, great culture, great place to work. If we keep this up. Yeah. Yeah. Much much like another uh, potential change in the SEC, <laughs> we might be needing to look at Here, Here's the deal. Um, J.E. Dunn appreciates how accountable we are to our audience. And last week, you went one and four. You are now 22, 22 and one. Dead even, so you haven't lost any money. But you haven't made any money either. But you're accountable, and J.E. Dunn likes that. I was also one and four. We were a combined two and eight. We both got Kentucky last week, Stephen. That's about it. I am now 21, 23 and one. So I'm two games under 500. So I'm losing you money. But again, it's all about accountability. And I'm, we're holding ourselves accountable. And that's what J.E. Dunn likes because they want good, honest people full of integrity. And uh, we got lots of integrity here on the show. So uh, are you ready to try to make up for last week's wrongs? Keyword in there is try because this is a very difficult slate and also some injuries that have made the picks against the spread, I think, a little difficult this week. Missouri plus 11 at Florida is where we will start. One of the weirdest games in all of SEC football. Weird, weird stuff. Coaches getting fired and dressing up like Star Wars characters and bizarre box scores. Florida minus 11. I'm taking the Gators, Steven, because I think the letdown after the last two weeks, I think you're asking Missouri to do a whole lot of work to go down there. Although, as I pointed out, Strange rivalry, Missouri 6-5 and in this game overall outright. They have won in Gainesville on homecoming weekend multiple times. I can't explain it, Stephen, but I'm going to take Florida minus the 11 because why not? All right, we're disagreeing right out of the gate here. I don't feel very good about this. That's a great way to start this conversation. But Missouri (laughs) is 2-1 and in their last three trips to Florida. I am worried about the letdown factor, the emotions, where it is after the game against Georgia uh, on last week. But I do think if you look at the way Missouri has played, can they keep it close? All of Florida's games this year against FBS competition basically decided right around 10 points. The spread's 11, so it's really right in that range. 
something just tells me Napier's history at Louisiana. They played close games. I'll play Missouri 11 here. All right. We've got to have some separation. Tennessee minus three at LSU. I think Tennessee, I'm taking Tennessee laying the points. I, I know LSU can pressure the quarterback. I know they're going to get after Hendon Hooker. I just think he can make plays. I think they're the better football team. I think having a week off helps this team. So I'm taking the Vols, laying the three points on the road. Early kickoff in Baton Rouge, which is supposed to be like illegal in the state or something. Um, so maybe not as raucous a crowd, although it will probably be the, the most hostile environment this team has played in Tennessee. That is probably the best defensive line they've played against. So this is a good test for Tennessee. I just think they're the better team. Yeah, I do, too. I, I think this is also my lock of the week. I, I think Tennessee. Oh. All right. OK, well, I'll, I'll no, say lock this, of so. the week, lock of the week, a week alert. We need like yeah. a, a, we need like a, a noise a sound effect or something. <laughs> I know I went a little early, but I, I brought think to you, you by J.E. Dunn. Lock of the week brought to you by J.E. Dunn. That is right. I, I like Tennessee to cover against LSU. You know, they haven't played since 2017. So it's always hard when these two teams haven't played in a while. And also to just the changes going on in both teams. But I think LSU's defensive front can cause some problems here. But they gave up over 300 passing yards to Auburn last week. And here comes Tennessee with Hendon Hooker. Even if Cedric Tillman doesn't play, Tennessee yeah. still has the weapons. And also, I think for LSU, they've got to do more, obviously, offensively. Don't think they can win this game with you know 10 completions and 80 passing yards. So I think Tennessee, just too much firepower. Yes, the road trip to Alabama next week, but I like the Vols. Um, I... <sighs> It's interesting. Like I, so, so again, this is our smart decision of the week. It's not like a lock of the week. We're going to call it the J E Dunn smart decision of the week. Make smart decisions about your career. Check out J E Dunn.com. Take Tennessee and lay the three points. I just think they're the better team. And I think Hendon hooker is going to tear up a secondary that doesn't exactly know how to stop good quarterbacks. Uh, their front seven can stop quarterbacks. I don't know if their secondary can. Arkansas plus nine and a half at Mississippi State. Um, this is a tough one. Can we can we couch the health and safety of the Arkansas quarterback as part of our prediction here? That's that's where I'm going with this game is, you know, that I think we've seen the spread increase during the week in favor yep. of Mississippi State, yep. which makes me nervous to try and pick Arkansas. But really, I think that's what it boils down to. If you're playing this game, if KJ Jefferson is in, I think Arkansas covers. If he doesn't, it gets a little bit more perilous because you know, eight to 10 points. I think Mississippi State's firepower on offense with the way that Arkansas has defended this year is really problematic. So I think if you're betting, you do want to wait to the last possible second. Sam Pittman is 2-0 and against uh, Mississippi State. So of note, even though it is in Starkville, uh, Sam Pittman has played pretty well against Mississippi State so far. Are, are we allowed to hedge on this and say, if the star quarterback plays, we're both taking Arkansas. If he does not, we're taking Mississippi State? Or I think or that that's what I'm that's what I would say if, if Jefferson okay. plays give me Arkansas if he doesn't give me Mississippi State and if you're listening to this after the decision has been made what are you doing tune in earlier the YouTube page it comes out on Thursday morning uh Auburn plus 30 at Georgia this is Brian Harson will be fired after this game Georgia will win by a whole lot do they win by 30 so I think the first thing is if you're Brian Harson your move on Monday needs to go to JE Dunn and and sign up and look for a potential career change. Well uh the second the second thing is um Georgia's been a little bit disappointing the last two weeks. They didn't cover against Kentucky. They didn't cover last week at Missouri. Feels like that we're going to get an angry motivated Georgia team maybe this week. Uh -huh. Of course it is a rivalry. I'm going to take Georgia. I know Auburn offensively played well against uh LSU last week, but we have seen this team starts well they don't play well in the second half. So I think Georgia rivalry, getting back on track, angry, the, everything. I just think they cover here. I know 
it's it's tough to call though because they haven't looked very good in the last two weeks. No, but um, I think there's a couple of factors here. First of all, Vegas is begging you to take Auburn by putting it, it started at like 28. It's up to 30. And so Vegas is telling you that they want you to take Auburn, which means you should take Georgia. I think that this is the the, the game. Like, again, Auburn has been <laughs> they played well in the first half. The second half, they were atrocious. And you take can the see, first half line. You can see this team quitting. And Georgia, I think, makes them quit. And I think they get Brian Harson fired. So I'll also lay the points. Ole Miss minus 17 at Vanderbilt. This is an interesting one because the line's actually gone down. But Ole Mississippi, if they play the way they played against Kentucky and they run the football and they fly around on defense the way they did against Kentucky, to me, this is a no-brainer. Easy Ole Miss minus 17. How do you see it, Steven? I'm going to take Vanderbilt, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Mm-hmm. I think the timing of this game works out well for Vanderbilt. They're coming off an off week. They've had two weeks to prepare, two weeks to get A.J. Swan even more comfortable within the starting offense. Ole Miss coming off the big emotional win against Kentucky the road trip this week. Still think Ole Miss wins, but I think backdoor cover certainly very much in play here for Vanderbilt. So I'd take it stepping on a little bit on the ledge because I, I think Vanderbilt's got we got to see it to be more, be more competitive within the SEC based upon last year. But just a hunch here, timing works out well for the Commodores. Well, and this game is always, it feels like a one-score game. Like no matter how good Ole Miss or Vanderbilt is, I know, I know Corral torched them, but uh, this is kind of always a weird game between these two. It's the permanent crossover, of course, rivalry, um, the, the seersucker bowl in the SEC. Um, I, I'm really torn on this because the line is coming down, which means betters are going hard on Vandy. All the things you said about the off week and the letdown from last week's big emotional win. It's their first real test of the season, Ole Miss. I just think the Ole Miss has some staying power, which is not what I expected this year. So I'm going to take the Rebs minus 17. So we disagree on our second game. So somebody's got to make up some ground this week. South Carolina plus nine and a half at Kentucky. Big blue at home coming off a real tough loss. I know you like the under on this one. Nine and a half is a big number. Who you got? Yeah, Kentucky's won seven out of the last eight against South Carolina. Um, This one is right kind of on the edge of where I feel comfortable because both these teams have been struggling in the offensive line. You could see a very low scoring game. I don't really have a great feel in this one. I don't know if you feel strong about one side or other i think if it goes a little higher i like south carolina to cover um at 10 and a half i'd probably lean kentucky but i don't feel very good about it yeah under 10 i'm taking kentucky and we right now it's officially nine and a half so i'm taking kentucky minus nine and a half it sounds like you're on the wildcats as well yes kentucky i I don't feel great about it it's my number two pick behind tennessee tennessee is my smart decision of the week brought to you by jedun.com uh kentucky would be my second play probably here um, I don't love a lot of this of this week's slate in the SEC. I've actually got money on Tennessee. I, the next one I would do, the next one I would go after would be Kentucky minus the nine and a half. If it gets up to 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, I might run away from that. But um, I, I think Kentucky is the significantly better football team. And I think the, 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 cons- like the consistency in the culture of Mark Stoops allows them to bounce back and beat a team that they're clearly better than at home after losing to Ole Miss last week. I think they, I think they're, the, the loss last week motivates them because that's what happens when you have a good culture and a good coach. So Yeah, and, and I think also, too, when you look at Spencer Rattler's seven interceptions, the most among SEC quarterbacks, and, of course, we saw Kentucky yep. defensively probably still rock solid again this week. So I think for lower scoring game, but the fact that it's in Lexington under that 10, I like Kentucky. And going back to last week, Ole Miss could run the football because they have a great offensive line and a brilliant offensive mind. 
Do does South Carolina have either one of those two things? Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, I think, is pretty good, but uh, but there might be some offensive changes needed at South Carolina next year. And the offensive line is atrocious. Yes, like if you're going to run the ball, is struggling too, though. Too no, but I'm talking about the matchup. If you're going to run the yeah. ball in Kentucky the way Ole Miss did last week, you got to have a great offensive line and a, and a Lane Kiffin type of coach. And 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 I don't I. I don't I don't see any of that for for South Carolina right now. So I'll take Kentucky minus the points. Here's the toughest one uh, from a gambling perspective. I think of the entire week, Texas A&M plus 24 at Bama. It seems like Bryce Young is going to play. If he does play the whole game. I guess I would lay the points. I Where do you fall on this one? Because I, I I am. I could see Texas A&M's defense playing well. I could also see Alabama winning 55 to nothing. Yeah, I think the funny thing is, and all that that you mentioned, we didn't even talk about the uh, Jimbo and Saban back and forth this offseason. So there's plenty of motivation probably on both sides. And, and Alabama won uh, three of four against Jimbo by 19 or more points. So I, I think the biggest question, like you said, is the quarterbacks. You know, Does Bryce Young play? Does Max Johnson play for Texas A&M? It's a lot of unknown here. I do know one thing that Alabama's defense is very good. And I think AM will have trouble scoring. And I think yep. whether it's Jalen yep. Milrow or Bryce Young, I'm going to yep. play Alabama. If Bama gets to 31 points, that might be enough to cover. Yeah. It's hard to see AM being able to string together drives in, even with Max Johnson or without Max Johnson. Yep. I know AM's defense gave Alabama some trouble last year. You know, you may remember the, the loaded line of scrimmage and pressuring Bryce Young. That seems to be their best way to maybe try and win this game yeah. is that a turnover defensive. That's just asking a lot. I think on a very motivated Alabama team, they have no chance to win. The question is, can they cover? Cause 24 is a huge number. Again, Vegas begging you to take a and M you and I both agree. We're going the other way. We're laying the points, taking the tide roll tide, baby. So there you have it. You've got Missouri plus 11. I've got Florida. We both have Tennessee as our smart decision of the week brought to you by J E Dunn. Um, we're, we're hedging our bets on Arkansas, Mississippi state. It's the first time we've done that all year. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but I guess we will. Uh, we're we in charge here. Unless <laughs> that's, true. Yeah. that's true. Uh, unless we go work to work at J Dunn, in which case right. we're no longer in charge. Uh, we both have Georgia lane, the 30, it's a big number. You got Vandy in, in the 17. I've got Ole Miss laying the points. We both have Kentucky and we both have Alabama do with that information. What you will sec football fans. Uh, because again, Steven is right at 500. I am a couple games under, Man, we started out hot, and I have been terrible the last couple of weeks. So uh, we're, we shall... we're basically Auburn. We're starting out fast. We're trending down. <laughs> we shall see what happens this weekend. Uh, of course, all picks against the spread here on Fringe Element, brought to you by J.E. Dunn. JEDunn.com is the website. You don't need any experience to go work for them. Uh, all you need is to be you know, hardworking, family-oriented in terms of like a team. I'm not talking about like family, like at, at home. You don't have to have a family to go work at J.E. Dunn. <laughs> uh, but you got to be willing to be a part of a team and, and you know, work together. And if you're all about that and got some work ethic, it doesn't matter what your background is. J.E. Dunn will find you a position because they are growing, they're successful, and they're doing it because they care about their employees. That, that's all it is. It's like care, just it's, it's amazing, Stephen, what you can get accomplished when you care about your employees Offices all across the Southeast, $5 billion in annual revenue, very stable, growing company. So if you want to, if you got to, you know, thinking about making a career change like Brian Harson, go check out J.E. Dunn. They're a tremendous company. JEDunn.com is the website. Steven, any parting, parting shots for the good folks here in week number six? Let's hope that our picks against the spread are better. Otherwise, both of us are headed to J.E. Dunn next week to figure out our next move in this career. But it should be an interesting week. In the SEC, a lot of quarterback injuries. And hey, there's, I mean, 
it's good to get seven, six, seven SEC matchups every week. We might we might need to freshen up the copy. <laughs> if every time we do bad poorly in the picks, we're just like, oh, I guess we're gonna need a new job at J. E. Dunn. We, we probably need to we probably need to freshen up the copy a bit. Uh, go to jedunn.com, check it out. Uh, Stephen, where can people find you? At Athlon Stephen on Twitter and all CFB three six five on YouTube. There you go. This this show is up on Thursdays on YouTube, so you can check it out there first. And, of course, out on the podcast feed, Fringe Element, on Friday. So we thank you guys for listening and hanging out. Rate, review, subscribe, share the show. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Check out Steven's page as well. Follow us on the Twitters, all that great stuff. Have a great weekend, everybody. For Steven, I'm Braden. This has been Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. <laughs>